to anchor our soul in the haven of rest. <laughs> wow. Can you even imagine? That place is so close. I don't think we realize just how close it is. The Lord is with us. The Lord is holding his hand out. And he is just eager. He is eager to come in into our lives. He is eager to offer the answers. He is eager to offer the way. And it is so close. You've heard somebody say, I can almost taste it. Well, the Lord is that close. In Hebrews 11 and 6 says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We got to believe that God is. It's not that hard of a thing. Now, it was hard before I got saved, but after I got saved, I can't understand how somebody can't see that. You know what I'm talking about? I know you know what I'm talking about tonight. We know who he is. We know what he's capable of. We know all about him. We're learning more and more about him. But before somebody gets to that place, they just can't see it. But he's right there. But he says he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Tonight we're going to be praying. And we're praying some prayers that have been prayed over and over and over again. And why do we do that? Because it needs to be done. People who have lost loved ones, they have days that they're here and they have days that they're here. And we need to diligently seek the Lord on their behalf. People who are going through sicknesses and all kinds of illnesses, they have days that are here and they have days that are here and it's our job to diligently seek the Lord. And we get a reward for that. They get an answer to prayer. We, as the prayers, get a reward because we hear the testimonies. We know what's happened. We, we know how God has moved, and that, folks, is gasoline in our tank to keep on keeping on. It's, it, it's almost like it's a cycle that the Lord has put in place and says, you just keep diligently seeking. Satan wants to take us to the place that we're not going to diligently seek God. He wants us to stop praying. He wants us to drop out of church. He wants us to do all these things, but if we will just diligently seek the Lord, he will reward us. Maybe in this life, maybe some of it in this life, but I promise you this, if we will diligently seek him, we will see some amazing things happen. 
while you think about Moses. Now you picture this fellow. Mama gave him away, so to speak. Don't just sleepily seek the Lord and he'll help you guys. I know you're tired. I know the baby is just like getting to you. You wouldn't trade him for nothing, though, would you? Too much work to get him here. But you wouldn't give your baby away, would you? So far, she ain't even agreed to give him up for a day, a night. She jokes that she will so that they can get rest, but it's not happened yet. Moses' mama had to get rid of him. And he, he, he was put into the Nile River in a basket. And at that time, I don't believe he was diligently seeking God. He was a baby. But he heard about this God from the Hebrews, the people that he was actually helping to rule over. And he wanted to know more. He had some trouble come along in his life. That just goes to show trouble can come along in your life, and you know what? God can still show up and make a difference. It's as if it never happened. And that's what he does. But Moses is diligently seeking God. I want to know who you are. Now, you think about this. Can you imagine being out in your property somewhere and you just got this, you're hungry for God. You see, that's how revival will happen inside of our lives and inside of our church. We got to be hungry and diligently seek God. And that's it. And he will show up. And he has been showing up, but we need more of him. I want more of him. How about you? Man, I want to walk out of this church tonight or if not tonight at another time. You know why? Because if we don't, if we don't have what we're seeking tonight... And then I'm going to come back again. If he gives me the, the ability to get here, if he gives me the breath in my lungs and the strength in my legs, I'll be back at church diligently seeking him. Because I know what he can do. Can you imagine diligently seeking God so much that he has been wanting this meeting and, and at this magic moment, so to speak, there's no magic to it, by the way. He spots this bush over yonder on the other hill. And it's burning. And as he's looking, that he's drawn to it. You see, that's what God does. He draws you to him. But I know what I'm talking he just he, He's got a way of drawing you in. And he's getting closer and closer, and he's realizing this bush ain't being consumed. It's still a bush. And then he has this encounter, this ultimate encounter with God. He hears the voice of God. Take off thy sandals, for the ground I'm on, you're on is holy ground. You remember the part where the Lord told him, to and he was, I guess he was wondering, and he told him to take his hand and put it inside of his coat, and it came out, and it was leprous. And then he told him, stick it back in again, and it came out, and it was whole. God was showing off a little bit. He said, you wanted to see me? You want to know what I'm about? 
Right here it is, buddy. That's what I'm about. And for the rest of your life, you're going to serve me. And for the rest of your life, you're going to go down some paths that you may not want to go on, but I'm sending you, and you just hang on to me, and I'm going to get you through it. He carries a staff with him. He goes back into Egypt. He tells Pharaoh, let my people go. That's what God says, let my people go. And he, no, I ain't going to do it. Did he give up? No. He kept on. He was diligently seeking God. The plagues that came. You all know all the stories. The plagues that came. It was God showing off. It was God getting the people ready. God was getting everything set up and ready. But had Moses quit, what would have happened? Well, God would still got his work done, and we wouldn't have been reading so much about Moses now. We'd have been reading about somebody else, I am sure. But he didn't quit. He diligently sought the Lord. He's in the faith chapter where we was just at in Hebrews 11. We got a fellow by the name of Joseph. Y'all have heard me preach on that. I mean, he spent somewhere like 15, 16 years going through a whole lot of junk just so that God can get done what he wanted done. Sent him ahead so that the people, his family, could get through this famine. So that the Hebrew children would survive. They would live on. Their, their genealogy would live on. That's what diligently seeking the Lord will do. And you notice it took time. So we don't grow weary and well-doing. We stay diligently seeking. We come out on Sunday night, you may see a, a prayer request that, that, that you've been looking at for maybe six months. And that's okay. My wife's been asking prayer for her mama for almost, well, seven years. It'll be seven years in June if she lives. Seven years in June of stage four cancer. Doctor said, you don't get treated, you're, gonna, you're not making it till Christmas. If you get treated, you got two years. That was seven years ago. Has it been a good walk? Yeah. It's been a difficult walk. The poor woman has been through so much. The family has been through so much, but there's been some good times in there. She diligently sought the Lord and asked the Lord if she wanted to make it to her granddaughter's graduation, which was be two years this June. She got to come. Did she have to get wheeled in in a wheelchair? Did she look like she'd rather be somewhere else? She did. She wanted to be with her, but she was hurting. She wasn't feeling good. But God had a different plan. And I'm going to tell you, church, it's the direct result of prayer. That's why when we put stuff on the prayer line, it ain't just so we can find out about it. No, are you praying? We need to be praying. We need to be lifting these people up, these situations up. Calling upon God, and we have time and time again, we've been able to see what God has done. Little, little Lisa, y'all's baby, look how she is sharp as a tack. Yeah, I'm talking about you. I've seen you raise up over there. <clears throat> but that's what God can do. He works miracles. That's exactly right. And when we see him working miracles, oh, we start diligently we keep on seeking God we have the testimonies of things you've seen 30 and 40 years ago those are good testimonies 
We don't want to put away yesteryear. We need to hear those testimonies. We need to know what God is capable of doing. Sometimes we lose sight of that. Sometimes we get ourselves low and we forget what God is all about and what he can do. Don't we? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Let me get a witness in the house. Oh, yeah, he's the same yesterday as he was, I mean, today as he was yesterday. He ain't changed. But you know what? We got to be diligently seeking him. You want to hear Ken preach? You got to be hungry to hear. I can't explain it. I don't know how it works, but you want to hear and see a good, you got to be hungry to have it. Do you understand? It doesn't matter what I can say. That anointing will start flowing when you are hungry, when I am hungry. And then God says, oh, well, I'm going to show up. These people are diligently seeking me to move in their lives. We've asked the Holy Ghost to come in and have his way in the service tonight. How hungry are we for him to move in our midst tonight? In whatever way he wants, this is his service. But when we get hungry, when we want to hear and see what God is doing, the, the anointing starts flowing. It's the hunger in your heart. Now, he, he's asked me to be the pastor. He's asked me to speak and to preach, but I ain't nothing. I'm here to tell you tonight that if anything good happens, it will be God Almighty. It won't be what Ken has done, and it will come from the hunger inside of every heart in this place that God's anointing will start flowing, and it will flow, and it will flow, and it will flow, and it will keep on flowing. And we might be like Moses. We might be in a place that he says, you can't see my glory. You can't see what's going on inside of this place. I've got to close. Close your eyes. I've got to put you out. I've got to do something, but I want to show up, and I want to bless you, and I want you to know that I am still here. I am still on the throne, and I still want to be working in your midst. Are we hungry? Are we diligently seeking the Lord? We're going to pray in a little bit. And we need to be praying a fervent prayer. We need to be getting down to business with God on the situations that we know about inside of here, inside of our hearts, inside of our families, inside of our lives, on these prayer cards. Because somebody needs somebody touching heaven. And you came here tonight to do just that. You didn't come to get performed at. Oh, that singing tonight was something else. I'm going to tell you. God is, is almost like a racer standing at the starting gate just waiting for us to fire the pistol to get us to let him loose. You know what I'm talking about? The anticipation of God in his presence will knock that wall down if we could just see just how badly he's like, oh, I just... Just, just want me enough. Just want my presence enough. Just want me enough. Not, not that you want anything from him. You just to have his presence in the house. He may say, I'm not going to heal you. It's not my will. And that should be okay with you and me. That should not be the parameter in which we tell whether or not God is working or not. No, we just want to have your closeness, God. Father, come in here. Holy Ghost, come into this place. We want to have your closeness. We want to feel your arms wrapped around our hearts. 
We don't want to see nothing for a few minutes but you. We just want to see your glory just for, just for a glimpse. Let us see your glory, Father, just for a glimpse. Because we need you to help us to pray. We don't know how to pray. We can't get it done like you can, but we want to be a part of what you're doing, Father. That's what we need to be doing. That's diligently seeking the Lord. Just got to diligently seek Him. How hungry are we? Are we hungry enough to stand up on our feet if that will do the trick? Are we hungry enough to let Him work and walk through us? Maybe it's one of you sitting out there tonight that He wants to set a spark and light the fire inside of this church. Use us, Lord, exactly right. And it doesn't matter who the spark comes from. Everybody else now starts to fan the flames. Fan the flames. When you want to get the fire going, whenever it's wet and damp and the fire don't want to go, you just got to get down here and you got to blow. You got to blow on it. You got to fan the flames so those coals will start getting built up. Those coals will start turning orange and a lot of heat starts coming off of it. I don't care how wet the wood is. If God shows up, it's going to be consumed. That's what the rest of us do. It don't matter who gets the spark going. That's the, one, that's the one that said, okay, Lord, you can use me if that's what you want to do. And then the rest of us will come around and fan them flames and just let God start moving and working in our midst. How hungry are you for him? How diligently seeking are you? Amen. Let me see your hand tonight. If you want to see the Lord move in a way you ain't seen him move in a bit. <laughs> I notice I didn't really look because it don't matter what I see. What matters is what he knows, what he sees. That's what matters. Can we diligently seek the Lord tonight? Somebody got a testimony you want to share? I'm talking about a testimony you've seen God, something God did. Sometime that you saw his presence in a church service. Sometime something that you've seen happen. Tell me about it. Share it with the rest of the church. Somebody. That might be the spark. Somebody's got a testimony. I'll start while you think of one. I remember one Sunday night right here in this sanctuary, right along about here somewhere, it was a Sunday night service, and the Holy Ghost got to moving inside of this church. And I'm going to tell you, he got on Sister Susie, he got on Waylene, he got on Arlene. Danny, he passed out. God was moving that night. I had to get up and go to work at 3.30 in the morning. I had to leave at 3.30 in the morning. And I was used to church kind of getting over right quick so I could get home and get prepared for the next day. But Lord help Sister Murphy, she commenced a giggling. And she's got the prettiest giggle. And she was just happy. And I went over and sat down beside her and, and you know, I, I wasn't thinking nothing bad. Don't take what I'm about to say is wrong, but I'm thinking, well, she sure is tickled. Well, when I got close to her, all of a sudden, giggling come on me. And we giggled together. 
probably for a good 30 minutes, we giggled together. We didn't, we didn't do anything else. We just sat here and giggled and praised God and people everywhere. There was some over there and some here, one there. And the Spirit of the Lord was moving on the people. They were being ministered to as what He wanted to do. And I can tell you this, I got home late that night. Oh, felt fine as frog's hair. Slept like a baby for about four hours and got up as if I'd had eight hours of sleep and went through the next day. And you want to know something? I couldn't wait to get back to church to experience that again. And the way I work, it was going to be two weeks before I got back to church. Except on Wednesday night. And he's moved before. I remember when he moved in the assembly in Greensboro. That's been probably, what, six or seven years ago, something like that, eight years ago. Fellow didn't even get to preach. Shows you how much I know. They stopped so they could take the offering up, and I'm like, oh, you people, what are y'all doing? Y'all going to kill the Spirit of God. Didn't, didn't hold him up a bit. They took up the offering. He picked right up where he left off. Auditorium full of people, people from all over the world, and the Holy Ghost was moving. He was ministering to people. How diligently are we going to seek him? We want revival in our church. we got to start looking for that. God, don't do what you did yesterday. I know what you can do, but come in and do something. We want to see you. We want to feel you. Amen.